Welcome back guys, this is Kareem again for another episode of For a Friend Podcast. Um, today I have a personal trainer on the line, Mr. Matt Lazenby. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Very, very well. Uh, very pleased to be um, here. Thank you, Kareem. No problem. Please introduce yourself a bit to, to let the people know who you are. My name is Matt Lazenby. Um, I've been training with weights for coming up for 40 fucking years. I was thinking about it in advance of this. And I first went to a gym the summer I turned 14. This year I will turn 54, which means that I think it was maybe about June, July. So coming up literally this summer is my 40th year. And I've been, I've been coaching other people in the use of them for not far short, to be fair. Not far short of 40 years myself, certainly over 30. Um, I guess technically you call me a personal trainer, coach, mentor, because I cover the whole field of, uh, of everything from weight training for health and what we would generally call health and fitness, but then lifestyle choices, mindset, everything, everything comes, everything's connected, everything's woven together. Um, and I've been working with you, with Kareem, which is why I've been invited to come on here, is the very quick synopsis. <laughs> sounds good, sounds good. Well, so today I actually just wanted to talk to you a bit about um, mindset and fitness and stuff like that, because I know, I know we spoke about it a lot, and sometimes I, I, one day I thought about it, say, hey, I know I should just probably um, bring you on the podcast and probably just have a quick chat about these things, especially like in times like now, I feel like people um, should think a lot about their mental and physical health um, a bit more to kind of maybe help them through all the madness going on. So yeah, so like, what are so what are your philosophies when it comes to mindset and fitness? Okay, I think that the two, mental health and physical health, are are interwoven, are interlinked. And it's interesting, I'm working on a, a, a new project at the moment with my own coach, mentor, friend, um, a guy called Mike Pratt. We're putting something together. And, and as part of this, we're putting together modules and, and one of, this, one of these, these areas is mindset. And it's interesting because with weights, it's fairly straightforward in the context that I can talk about sets and reps and programs. Mindset. I've been thinking myself a lot. But well, what do? Because I'll, I, I, I'm a very positive person. I talk about positive mindset, but I tend to always wing it. I just talk to cli every client slightly different. Everyone, you come up from a slightly different perspective, but your mindset is the key to everything. And and a lot of it, I never actually, I didn't know this until recently. But there's a Greek, a Greek branch of philosopher Stoics. And the kind of heart of their, their philosophy, as I understand it, is that 
everything really is down to how you perceive it. And at the core of my, my approach to mindset with everything really is about reframing. It's about reframing. It's about seeing things differently. So looking for inverted commas, positive things rather than negative things, because the thoughts we think and the mindset we, we have affects us. It affects our behaviors. It affects our feel. It affects the quality of our life. And we can't always control external circumstances and what happens to us, but we do have some control over how we react to it, how we process those events, what thoughts we, how we frame those things. And even if we have a genetic predisposition towards, in a very general sense, positive thoughts or negative thoughts, studies and practice have proven that that's changeable. If you start, if you're born into life with a bit of a doom and gloom worries me, you can switch that around. Um, so, so how, how, I guess would you, a, how would you advise people to like switch that around? You know what I'm saying? It's a process. It's a, every, everything is a process. The same process as you would apply to everything in life, little steps. We learn to walk in small steps. It's probably one, we learn to talk. These are the basic things we do. And we do them by constant repetition over a, ve- a very long period of time. It takes us maybe a, a year, two years to learn to walk and, and longer to, re- to reach a, a reasonable level of speech. But that's all we do. We're incessant. We get up and try and stand up and, and then we eat and fall asleep. And we get up and we're really, at no point do we think, oh, you never meet anyone that doesn't walk, that says, oh, fuck it, I, I just crawl me. Why? I just got fed up. I give up. Because we live in a, there's a generally positive environment. Generally, people encourage you. But it doesn't, we don't have the thoughts to frame. We just want to mimic. We want to copy. So when you, if someone comes and says, oh, my mindset is inverted commas for sake of quick conversation, negative, and I want to be positive, how am I going to do that? Well, it starts one step at a time. You're trying to step back from a, a situation when you're no longer embroiled it and look at it. And, because somebody somewhere in the world is interpreting those events differently. Someone's happy about mm. this. Someone sees it from a different angle. So it's about read things that disagree with you. Talk to people. Ask other people, how would you see this? I mean, essentially get a good coach or if it's, if it's very serious, get, you, know, you would call that therapy, I guess. But get other opinions. Start to look at things differently. If we react to something, stop afterwards and, and assess it. Exactly like you would with, you would with a work project. When you're coding, if it doesn't work, what do you do? You go back and check it and you write your, your things one line at a time. And it takes time. And you, it's exactly the same process. Got you. Those Got are broad brushstrokes because the specifics <laughs> obviously vary from person to person. Right. And it's, it's interesting that you, you, you mentioned stoicism because I actually did an, an uh, episode on stoicism. Oh, did you? Week. I'm actually... I did. Um, I am. Uh, I am. I like to call myself a stoic in some in some ways, but I think I'm more of a pragmatic stoic. If that makes sense. In what um, way? What I'm not sure what you mean by pragmatic stoic. I'm not an expert on stoicism. It's just recently someone sent me a link to something, and I was like, "So all these thoughts I have are not new. The Greeks were talking about them, you know, thousands of years ago." Yeah, right. Right. Um, I guess, I mean, actually, I feel like 
no thinking about it. I feel like pragmatic stoic. That's probably you just. I'm probably saying the same thing twice. Right. Okay. Stoic, stoic is, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's my bad. I'll take that back. Okay. Um, but I kind of subscribe to that philosophy, um, and I really believe that a lot of these things you need to kind of step back and think about them logically. Um, I think in in life, some sometimes if you kind of take emotion out of a lot of decisions, um, they will make they will make sense. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really and I'm still I'm still learning more and more about um, the whole philosophy and and stuff like that. Like, there's two books that I love. Um, Letters from a Stoic is a great book and uh, well Marcus Aurelius or um, Meditations is yes. probably one of my one of my favorite books ever I think, and uh, I think what's really ahead. interesting is that we're talking about Greek philosophers um, Marcus Aurelius was Roman wasn't he but essentially we're talking about ideas on mindset on and approaches to life that are as valid now in my opinion and obviously yours as they were centuries ago, none of this is new. We know what to do. So the link, this is the link between mindset and, and, and body to me. Mind and body are interwoven. Everyone knows how to lose weight. Everyone knows that at some way, whichever you cut it, you've got to remove something. You've got to eat less. People get lost on what you should eat less of and all the specifics. But the bottom line is it's the same now as it was centuries ago. And yet we just fiffle and faffle about and get confused and mystified and, and, and it's there. The information is there. It's really right. simple. It's the same with mindset. So it's why would you think if the, it, as you said, the information is there, right? Why would um, people somewhat maybe not ignore it, but like pretend that it's not there or is it, is it a mental thing where, if you, if you pretend that it doesn't exist, then it doesn't. I, I think it is in some situations for some people. I think there's elements of human nature at work here. Uh, the way we structure our society, how the human animal functions. Um, I have some like utopian ideas of if we all just cooperated instead of competed, wouldn't it be a wonderful place? You know, the world. <laughs> not that I I'm feel like that would be boring. That, not, that, world, that kind of world would be boring. No, no, to me, it wouldn't be boring. It would be wonderful. Why? Would it? Why? What, what would make that wonderful? I say, now, I think the world's wonderful as it is. Okay. Life to me is one amazing, wonderful, amazing adventure. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm a very happy person. I'm, I'm, I'm in love with life. I've got no complaints in that sense. But a lot of the time I see, I see that we have, we're an animal. We have a competitive streak. It's a survival instinct. It comes down to, as far as, you know, a genetic level. You read things about the selfish gene and, and about survival. But if we, you know, we decide to, okay, we're, we're, we're somehow, we've, we've, for want of a better word, evolved. We can articulate. We can think. We can think about our actions. We have a, se a sense of self-awareness. Then I have competitive, but why not ritualize that? Why not, why not see that for the humor that it is? Let's have a race and see who's the fastest runner. But does it really matter? Not really, I mean, does it? Because we're all just a bunch of atoms and we're all going to die and be forgotten. And really, <laughs> we're just here for a laugh. We're just here to put a smile on our face and, 
and experience as much as we can and and enjoy the game because it's meant to be fun, isn't it? And what's fun? I mean, if you want to get really existential, we could all the whole universe could be in a jar on someone's shelf and such nonsense. So really, just whatever your version of fun is. If you're not having fun, change something. Most of the people going to be listening to this are in that position where, fuck, aren't we lucky? We get to spend time listening to podcasts. There's places in the world even now where people are, it's survival. Am I going to live to see the end of the day? Am I going to find any food? And we get to ponder such existential questions. But for me, if you cooperate, <laughs> there's more than enough right. resources to but- go around. We share things. Why do we all need 15 cars? Why do we all need... Why don't we just share? I don't care as long as it's a car to get him to get me from A to B. Who cares if I own it so I can think I'm a bigger monkey at the top of a bigger tree? It's just ridiculous. It's farcical. <laughs> I mean, I still I still believe that the world will be boring without competition. Like, there's, it has to have some sort of excitement in it. Like, competition but, just kind of breeds innovation. Competition breeds a lot but of. Why is innovation necessary? There's another one. I mean, I'm a, I'm a strange fellow, mate. Why is innovation necessary? Because we have to evolve as a species. Like, why? Almost. Why would we stay the same? Like, if if there was no innovation, because we would be living in, in um, the, like we would still be outside and living in huts and stuff and living but by. What would be fires. wrong with that? I don't know. That don't sound, just- that don't seem fun to me. <laughs> We just discussed that the ideas the ancient Greeks had 2,000 years ago were the same as ours now. So how do we know we weren't thinking those same thoughts when we lived in huts and caves? It's just the clothes that are different. <laughs> and in that sense, every other species bar, bar humanity seems quite happy with its lot. Foxes just do what foxes do. You don't, they're happy being foxes. And if they evolve, it'll be a real slow, gradual process to, so they get, I don't know what they'll get, better vision or a, a different tail or some, you know... Right. For me, it's like basic the basic things in life, the basic fundamental pleasures. This to talk, to share with another person, to drink, to, to eat, to fuck, to sleep. The basic that it doesn't get any better. <laughs> People on their deathbeds now when they do assessments of what do you I wish I'd spent more time with my family and friends. So why don't we just all hang out and have a great time every day and share things and I know why we don't, but if you ask you ask me about my idea of a utopia, that's why. Why do I think, would that be boring? No, I don't think it'd be boring. I think it'd be brilliant. You could still have little games. You could play games for competition. If you've got a competitive streak, you can ritualize that and enjoy it. Right. But if everyone's, they had, we, we talk about innovation being necessary for what? We could play instruments years ago. Right. We could share things. We, we, we used to have an oral history. People used to have amazing memories without books. We didn't need to learn to write. The world's not a better place for it. It's just a different place. If you're going to have judgments of good and bad, then you're drifting off into generally morality issues, which is like utterly, it's not real. It's just fictional. It's, it's a, a construct in people's minds that we agree on, like money. We've gone really deep really quickly, haven't we, from fitness and mindset. Right. We have digressed a lot. (laughs) 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 But (laughs) getting you back on track to the actual topic at hand, um, what are some things things you think that people can do right now um, during this time to, I guess, kind of keep their sanity? Um, through uh, fitness 
I think the physically do what you can. Be kind to yourself. Try not to beat yourself up if you're not able to maintain the same exercise regime that you were doing before. And do what you can. Move about. Oh, there's lots of things people can do. You can do yoga in your house. You can do, you, as far as I know, most people are allowed to go out and walk. You can do body weight exercises. You could do Tai Chi. You could learn to do a handstand. There's thousands and thousands of variables you've got to play with. If you've got equipment, if you haven't, it's endless. You just, you have to, your environment is, is your own home as opposed to going to a gym. So you've got less facilities, but you're certainly not short of things you could do. We, we, I mean, you can jog for five minutes and do a set of squats. Then you can jog a bit more and do some, I mean, it's, it's endless. The routines and the things we can do. The biggest challenge I see us all facing is essentially most of us are in prison. And even if we're in quite nice prisons, it's the psychological sense of restriction that's getting to us. It's the, and it, it, in that sense, be kind to yourself. Accept this is an unusual situation. We're going to be a bit cranky sometimes. We're going to react strangely. We're, it's just that a lot of us have an extraordinary, inordinate amount of freedom. And a lot of it is similar to diet. If you tell someone they can only eat 10 foods, they get real grumbly about it, even though they've only been eating 10 foods for the last 15 years. It's just someone told them, and I, but I have lost my freedom, but you haven't eaten more than 10 foods for 15 years. Well, I know, but it's not the point. So most of the time, now we're, in, we're going to be in our homes. As much as you can, try and stick to some sort of a routine. I, I struggle with that. When I've not got a great reason to get up, when I've got stuff to do, I'm out of the house in the middle of the morning and I'm full of it. But at the moment, I'm like, oh, I'll just do it a little bit later. And it gets done, but I'm a bit, a lot more flaky. Um, I would say that really, be kind to yourself. Do what you can. If, if you're the type of person that can really get into this, this whole situation and, and be inverted commas productive and learn a new skill and learn a new language, then brilliant. But if you're not, don't beat yourself up. Just enjoy your time as best you can. Make the most of it. If, that, if the most you can make of it is to just not go crazy, then that's a success. I think, I think it's a job in itself not to go crazy right now. It's, a, it's challenging. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's interesting. But sometimes you just look outside. Like I, I caught myself counting blades of grass the other day. <laughs> I was just outside looking at grass and I'm like, bro. <laughs> But, but in some ways, outside looking at grass is not a bad thing. We judge everything, don't we? What what makes... I'm going to go deep again for you here. What makes not looking at blades of grass any less valid than any other way of spending the time? I mean... I, I mean, these Greek philosophers we're talking about, there were guys then who just spent their life, the last 30 years of their life, sitting on the top of a pillar. True. And I don't suppose any of his thoughts involved, but I wonder if I'm wasting my life sat on top of this pillar. <laughs> You know? I guess when you put it like that, um, when you put it like that. I mean, at the heart of mindfulness, the, the mi mindfulness thing is to experience, is experience the small details, right. to take tap. And it's an opportunity to do that. A lot of our world, we rush around. We, we, we rush around and we don't see. Well, there's a Sherlock Holmes thing in there. You, you look, but you don't see. Right. And it's the chance to just go outside. And I thought, you know, we we met in Colombia and I saw pictures from Bogota where people are looking out the window and there's a mountain they can see for the first time in 40 years because the smog's cleared. And that could almost be a metaphor for our lives and our mind. And, and some of us are going crazy because now the smog's gone and we can see the reality. We're a bit like, whoa, fuck. You know? 
it's like this is a great opportunity to to really have a, a for some people this is going to be really difficult there are going to be serious financial consequences it's not it's it's a serious issue but for most of us things will get back to normal more or less and it's an opportunity to have a real i'm calling i keep referring it to it as an interlude in my life you know i wasn't planning planning this at all and i look back at them people will we're living through a really a real landmark time people will look back what did you do during the the coronavirus pandemic people will speak back to it and people will remember it and it'll unite us all it's one of those real tipping points in human history right, definitely it's going to be like you know like the bird flu and the spanish the spanish is a spanish fly virus i can't remember what it is spanish flu the Spanish, Spanish flu was was way way well in term, yeah, like in terms plagues, of, of right? The plagues and stuff like Certainly, that. Certainly, yeah. This this doesn't come close, but in terms of modern disruption in modern times, there's been nothing right. like it that I'm aware that I'm aware right, of. Right, right, right. But you know what is interesting, and this is I mean this is digressive, but I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, remember when um, HIV and AIDS was a prominent thing when it was just coming like in the eighties? Everybody thought. Everybody yeah. thought that oh, if you, yeah, do, everybody yeah. thought that if you touch somebody, if you use their utensils or whatever, use the toilet after them, you could get it right. Yeah. But coronavirus yeah. is exactly what people thought HIV was. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah I guess. If you I think guess about in, it, in some ways, yes. In, in some ways, yes. It's certainly easier to catch. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I get this. This is kind of weird. Like we, it's like we legit fight in like a invisible war right now oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's um it's certainly it's certainly an an interesting time and and as with all things some people will cope better than others but if you're fine i would say don't judge yourself whatever however you're coping cope you know And and it is about rewriting your script really you have to look on the I, it's my way of being is to look for the positives, look on, look on the, look for different angles, you know. And a lot of people are speculating. A lot of people lose a lot of energy speculating about well, this, that, well, what if, what if, what if, what. Uh, I generally, if there's something I can do, I do it. And if there isn't, I don't waste time wondering what if because it's it's not like if I worry a lot, I won't be bothered if something bad happens in right. advance, you know. I've worked on that. By nature, I'm a warrior, so I'm a kind of reformed, a reformed warrior. warrior. I sometimes, <laughs> feel, yeah, I can feel a flicker of anxiety in my belly sometimes, and I think, "Oh wow, that's a trimmer. That's like a ghost. That's like an echo that would have consumed my being twenty years ago." But now it's it's kind of I process it, so it's never gone. But I, I reframe things. I look at things differently. Got you. Got you. So, question: I know you do. I know you're into weights and, and things like that. Um, yeah. Have you Have you done any yoga at all? Yeah, I've been yoga. So yeah. I don't. I don't know. I've I've always wondered. Like, I've, you always hear these stories about how doing yoga has helped, like people who have like injuries and and all sorts of different things. Um, I've always wondered. Like, what what are, what is your what is your take on yoga? Um, what is my take on yoga? I think yoga's great. It's a really beneficial and worthwhile pastime. Yeah. I think there are a whole host of benefits, physical and mental. 
But I will say that I predominantly get the same effects from using weights. I think weights is that wonderful. I think that Tai Chi is another, another form of exercise. I think any form of physical exercise can have that, that effect on someone. Some people, some, some exercises are just fundamentally more balanced. If you go running, I'm not dissing running. This is by way of an example. But if running is your passion and you love to run, right. then run. But if you run, you'll get good at running, but it won't change, for example, you won't build any, any muscles, any muscle tissue to last you into old age, for example, which you would if you trained with weights. So uh, similarly, yoga has some great benefits in terms of balance and posture that you probably wouldn't get from running. But I don't think you're going to get cardiovascularly fit from yoga. But every form of physical exercise has its benefits. Mm -hmm. And if you're drawn to something, I would say go. I would say, all I would say, give something a fair, a fair chance. Because the number of people I've met who say, oh, I did yoga, I didn't like it. Oh, really? What, what, how did you do? Well, I went to a couple of classes. Right, okay. So you went to two classes and you didn't like it. And I'd go back to my walking analogy. Well, I tried walking. I fell over the first couple of times, so I gave up. I would say invest three months of your time in anything. Mm. Go to yoga class. Go to, I mean, yoga now is so available. It's online. You could, but I would say, make yoga, make it a daily practice. Do do ten minutes, fifteen minutes every single day, and and really give it time. I didn't used to like beer when I first tasted it. I really love beer now. Was it worth the effort? I, I oh think... fuck yeah! But it, I don't know anyone that says, "Oh, I took the first shot of whiskey I had when I was twelve. I loved it." It, because everyone else loves it, we almost persist. But I would say give it time. But yoga's, yoga's great. I mean, I really enjoyed yoga. It's excellent for your posture. It's really good for mindfulness, that focusing on meditation. And for me, the meditation is when you're focusing on Practice. one thing and you're trying to keep your thoughts there. Mindfulness is as your thoughts flutter in, you just roll with them. You're just, you're just learning not to react right. to them. And so yoga... For me, I would be striving for a meditative, meditative approach. And I'd do that with my weights well, as well. So that you're, you're in the moment. You're focused. You're grounded. You're living in the moment. Yeah, that's a... I feel like you... you when, when, it was interesting when you when you um, talking to you about um, weights and actually being in the gym with you. You, you lifting weights to you is like an outer body experience, which is pretty interesting. Um, I can, yeah, it's not, I, I'm, I'm firmly in my body, but yeah, for me, weights is lifting weights is a spiritual thing. It's, it was how I was, you know, I, how I was taught to lift weights. That's Mike for you, but it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's for me, it's my yoga. I get, I get all the, all the, I've done yoga with a rich, she was a really fucking good yoga teacher and she got it. We, we got this connection because she got what I got from weights. Right. And for me, it, it was like, I mean, you could call it a way of life. Yeah, it's a lifestyle choice. It's not just about, um, it's a bit like people look at yoga and some people are like, oh, yeah, but I don't want to grow a long beard and stand on my head under a tree. And that's like some people do yoga, like some people are going to weight training and do bodybuilding. And, you know, but weights, the physical, cultural lifestyle of, of a healthy mind in a healthy body, um, and it, it helps the way you think. You, you learn to focus. You learn life skills. All that I'm talking about started in a gym. Right. 
Yeah, all of it. All of it. Started in a gym, the discipline that you learn and that steady repetition. You have no expectations. You go into a gym, you know, and you, 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 just, you just do your basics and that's all you ever do. And every time I, I come back, one of the nicest things about being I'm, I'm home at my parents at the moment um, and Mike lives close to here. And he's just taking me through the, you know, we go back to basics, 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 basics. And I always learn more and more and more and more. Go deeper and deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And most people want to know what's new and what's exciting. And it's because they've never learned to concentrate. They've never learned to appreciate, you know, chess. No one, uh, but what, you don't have chess 2020. Chess is just <laughs> chess. But people get more and more and more. Whereas now people play a video game. Oh, I'm bored of it. I mean, the, the latest one's not out yet. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's not got much shelf life, has it? <laughs> it's like, where, how, if that's how people are being, if that's the world we're living in, where's, this, where's the application? Where's the, you know, the, the longevity? Where's that, that, that lifestyle? A musical instrument. You get, I mean, I'm going to say your guitar only ever has six strings. I know there are guitars with more strings. But essentially, that guitar you pick up when you're 15, or t- it's the same one you're playing when you're right. 17. And, and by, by practicing an art form, by investing time in something, by going really deep down that rabbit hole, you get levels of joy and wonder and amazement from that repetition, from that practice. And that's, that, to me, is... is life's about that, that's that experience that wonder and it doesn't mean that new shiny things aren't wonderful right. too but my experience the excitement of a new shiny thing hit the same spot as that really deep sense of wonder that you get when you're in like level 567 of exploring how to do a bench press you know <laughs> wait what <laughs> level 567 oh, met- Met- metaphorically speaking, meaning right down the right. rabbit hole, it's like yoga. You learn to do a yoga and you're doing the same poses. No one goes to yoga class and says, oh, can't we think of some new poses? I'm a bit bored. Because right. you're, you're always trying to perfect it. You're trying to make it perfect. You're trying to make it better. Right, 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 right. You're always trying to get it. And that's where you said to me about it being out of body and it being a, a deep, a deep, deep spiritual, for want of a better word, connection with something. Yeah. For me, that's weights, but I think people can find it in, in all manner of things. Yeah. I think now more than ever, people need to, um, well, not people, but we all need to kind of find those deep um, spiritual connections with um, whatever we're passionate about. And, well, people, like deep spiritual connections with the people that we have around us, our family. And all these things, because I think that people are kind of restructuring priorities and stuff like that right now. Oh yeah, I think I think certainly a lot of people will have had long, long looks at their lives and and shuffled things about. Because essentially, a lot of it is we're just not allowed to see each other anymore, and so that maybe puts in perspective how important how important it is to us to see each other. Yeah. Yeah, but so what, what? What do you think about? Is there is there so much? Is there such a thing as overtraining? Overtraining uh, in terms of weights? Yeah, you can overtrain. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's possible to overtrain. Um, in my experience: most people over. Oh, 
what's the right word? They overexercise rather than overtrain. They don't actually ever stimulate any muscle growth in the first place. Mm. So they go in, they go in on a Monday and do a workout that's not really done anything. So they go in on Tuesday and Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday, and, and it, they go in every single day. And it's it's not always a you know for the best. You should go in and do the job and get out. Right. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. It's about focus and intensity. Focus and intensity. I like those. I like those two yeah. words. Why am I here? And you apply all these things. This is why I say it's like a metaphor for life. You can apply this to anything. Why am I here? What am I here for? What's the purpose? Okay. And in which case, what's my plan? Where? What's what outcome do I want? How am I? Mike talks about all the time. Like, what's your outcome? How are you going to get right. there? It's a constant. And you apply that to everything. What, what do I? What am I trying to achieve? What do I want? Why do I want it? Understand why. How am I going to get it? And then you apply it, A, B, C. And then it's the real boring thing. People think this is boring, but this is how you get any. It's just, we live in a strange world where some things are, it's possible to become a millionaire by luck, by just buying a lottery ticket and suddenly you've got it all. Um, but the things that people really, when we watch a highlight reel of someone playing an instrument or performing at the highest level at, at, any, at anything, um, it takes time. It takes time and little steps and consistency and effort and practice and determination and, and everything goes in cycles. We don't tend to have linear progression. You have little bursts, little bursts of, of progress and, you know, and you start out, everything improves really quickly and it's all shiny and exciting. And then it's just about, I think the phrase I hear is falling in love with boredom, but if you're in love with it, it's not boring. Falling in love with boredom. You know, yeah, some people some people would say, "Oh, but lifting weights is boring." Right. But, but some people say that anything. But to me, it's not. To me, it's endlessly interesting. Yeah, it's the same, but it's still, it's like, it's a it's a deeper appreciation. It's like people becoming a connoisseur of food or wine or reaching a level of understanding of any topic and appreciation of an art form or a philosophical thinking or performance or anything interesting and <laughs> yeah because I've, I've never i never thought i would be thinking about falling in love with boredom um but i mean that's a that's an interesting way to look at it because boredom i'm the i'm the type of person that always like i always have to be doing something because but define doing something because you always, if you let, you said the other day, I uh, found myself looking at blades of grass. So you were doing something. <laughs> what were you doing while I was looking at blades right, of grass? I mean, right. Okay. I guess I need, I need to, I need to freeze what I like doing. I mean, I rather, I would don't, I don't think I enjoy looking at blades of grass. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't know. I, so, but in that sense, everyone likes to be doing something they enjoy right. doing. You mean more than that. When you say, I need to be doing something. There's a very definite intent and meaning behind doing because we're always doing something. Right. Well, even if we're just sat breathing, anything, anything, all the time, anyone is doing something. What are they doing? Well, they're sitting in a chair. They're, uh, they're doing something. Well, <laughs> I mean, right. No one's ever doing right. nothing. His lady's asleep. What's he doing? He's sleeping. You know, if you're alive, you're doing something. Right. 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 Yes. If you want to be super, super specific about it, yeah. No, but right. to me, because it's important, because people say, oh, I'm bored, I want to do something. What does that mean then? You don't, it's, it's not literal. 
Because the answer to your, you, essentially what you presented there is an issue or a problem. And so how, what is the problem then? Identify what that means. Because it doesn't literally mean you're not doing, you, do, you are doing right. something. You want to do something different. The, what you're doing is not giving you the feedback or the outcome that you want. You know, if the outcome you want is a meal, then you need to cook, not just look at blades of grass, <laughs> but in a real simplistic example. Right. Yeah. But that's what you're basically saying. Mm, I'm not going to get the outcome I want if I, if I don't change my path. And most of the time, people don't know what outcome they want. So they don't know what to do. So they say, I go, I'm bored. I, I, I don't know what I want to feel like. So I don't even have a, if you don't know what you want to feel like, how you, of course you're not going to know how to get that. Right. And occasionally things come along which, my opinion, distract us from this. Suddenly, oh, yeah, but look at this new shiny thing. Oh, yeah, that's interesting and new and shiny, isn't it? <laughs> and a lot of people go, oh, new shiny, that's interesting and new and shiny, right through their whole life. It's a, just a string of, of, connect, of you know, moments of boredom when they don't know what to do. Distraction from the boredom. Well, that's a choice. That's about back at the beginning of this very conversation when you said, how do you, what do you do? You change your mindset. You start in, in you, step, you would step back and say, well, I didn't find looking at blades of grass very fulfilling. What would I have rather been doing with my time? What did I want to feel like? Was it, you know? Right. That makes sense. Got you. I analyze my mind like I analyze my body. If I look in the mirror, I'm not happy with how my body looks for whatever, you know, then I want to make, I'd, I'd initiate certain things to change that. If I'm not happy with my environment, my life, we're very fortunate, most of us, that we have a, a massive amount of control over right. that. And at the very least, we have control over our, our perspective on it. Because someone somewhere will be delighted. That doesn't mean to say that it's, things aren't challenging and all the rest of it but it's still an interesting an interesting game to play true and I think with that I'm going to leave the people with these gems um, <laughs> okay I, I appreciate you sir um, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to come chat with me and, you're very welcome it's a pleasure and um, I'm thank you for everybody listening um, and Hope you guys stay blessed. Have a good day, sir. Yeah. I will do. You too. Take care. And to anyone that listens to this, I hope you found it, uh, I don't know, interesting, entertaining, curious. <laughs> Look after yourselves during lockdown and, uh, yeah, take good care. Appreciate you, sir. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.